Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. And tonight, I'm going to talk specifically about seven blessings in Abraham's life. Seven blessings in Abraham's life. Now, as I talk about these things, though, I still want you to remember one of the great ways that you open the door to blessing in your life, and it's found in Romans 10. And so I'm going to go back there, and we're going to look at that, and I would like for you to take your Bible, and you open and look at this. You say, well, I know this. Well, maybe you do, but maybe you might Here's something that you didn't know or maybe that you need to be refreshed about, okay? In Romans 10, in verse number 8, it says, But what saith it, talking about faith, what does faith say? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. In other words, God's word is a word of faith. All the promises of God are yea and amen. And see, some people want to separate faith from the Word and faith from God, and you can't do that because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And you're not going to receive anything from the Lord unless it is by faith. And so when you hear people, and I hope it would not be anyone in here, but when you hear people putting down faith, they're putting down the God of the Bible because He is a God of faith. And you can't separate that. And he says faith is in two places. Now we've talked pretty, pretty extensively about this, but he says faith is where? It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. He didn't say that faith was only in one place, in your heart. If it's in your heart, it's not effective until you speak it out of your mouth. You've got to say some things. If you really believe it, you will say it. And if you don't believe it, then probably you're just going to let it uh, lie dormant in your heart, not do anything with it. But you see, a lot of people uh, hear the Word of God. Just hearing preaching, hearing me tonight is not necessarily going to profit you because the Bible says some, the Word did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. Faith comes to you when you hear the Word, but you have to allow it. You have to allow it to do what God wants you to do, wants it to do in your life. Just because you hear it doesn't mean you have faith. You've got to receive it down in your heart and then you speak it out of your mouth. And so again, faith is in two places. It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. Amen? It says that if thou shalt confess or agree with, really, If you shall agree with God, is what you're talking about here, with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. For with the man, or for with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto your salvation. You see, 
with your mouth you make a confession unto your salvation. And that's coming into the kingdom of God. But with your mouth you make a confession unto whatever it is that you need for God to do for you that is based on this scripture. And this Bible is full of promises. But just because they are in here, I, you know, for years I did not know what the promises of God were. I've heard preaching all my life. I was brought up in a home where Bibles were everywhere. But until I took the time and the opportunity to pick this book up and begin to read it, it was not effective in my life. And there were loads of things that I was not experiencing that I was being robbed of and didn't even have a clue. Didn't even have a clue what was going on. But God, through His Word, has exceeding great and precious promises for every one of us, but it's not coming unless we do something about it, unless we appropriate it, unless we receive it, and unless we speak it out of our mouth. Confession is made unto whatever it is that you need in your life. Look, if your back is up against the wall in your occupation, in, 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 in your business, in your finances or something like that, do you not understand that you have to believe in your heart that God meets your needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus? And if you tithe that He opens the windows of heaven for you, you have to believe it. He said it. You have to believe it. Well, I believe it. Bless God, I believe it. You say that maybe to yourself, but you don't tell anybody else about it. I tell you, I'd start telling some people. I'd start confessing it. Now, I said this before, but when you start uh, saying, once you get born again and you start telling people, I'm a Christian, I've received the Lord. You know what? You just get stronger and stronger and stronger in your faith. Isn't that true? And if somebody came to you and they said, no, you're not a Christian, you're not born again, you'd just laugh at them, wouldn't you? Why? Because you know that you know that you know. Well, it needs to be the same way. You believe in your heart and confession is made unto that need that you have in your life. And you need to say it. And you need to say it. And you need to say it. And it's going to come out of the spirit realm and into the natural what you need. Well, now God doesn't care about those kind of things in my life. Look, I'm a parent I care about what goes on in my children's life. I care about their spiritual life, but I care about what goes on with their clothing, Amen. their care, their physical, you know, uh, uh, anything physically that would be wrong with them. I care about those things. Well, why is God just going to care about you spiritually and leave every need that you've got out? He's not going to do that. He's the, the one that gave us an example of what a parent, a father ought to be. Amen. And see, we need to understand that and we need to realize that. He cares. But you're going to receive from the Lord as you believe in your heart and as you speak out of your mouth. As you speak out of your mouth. Speaking. You see, people say, how ridiculous. They just step over the powerful, saying there's nothing to it. Because when God created the earth or anything that was, what did He do? He said, He spoke, let it be. 
Let the animals come forth. Let this be done. Let light be. He spoke it forth. And you see, we are made in the image of God. Yet people ridicule what I'm telling you. They make fun of you because they say that name it and claim it crowd. No, no. This is the believe it and confess it crowd from Romans 10. This is what crowd we are of. So you just keep making fun. That's what I, you just keep on. I'm just going to receive the blessings. While I'm receiving the blessings, you can be over there in the corner laughing and doing without. That's right. And so we can see here that then the confession is made unto whatever we need from the Lord. Now I'm going to show you another thing here. I want you to take your Bible and turn to Mark 11. And probably your, your Bible, just you could just drop it and it would open there, wouldn't it? You just look at that so much. And you have heard so much preaching myself. But there's something I want to point out to you as you look in Mark 11. And I'm not going to spend much time here, but I want you to look here. He, he's talking here about, in verse number 24, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And so he's talking about believing there. But if you read down through Mark 11, do you know what he talks about more than believing? He says, believe that one time. But he says, say, speak. He talks about that several times. In other words, he's saying it's important what you believe, obviously, because that's where the foundation is laid. But after that is done, it is so important that you speak the right things out of your mouth. Out of your mouth proceeds blessing and what? Cursing these things ought not to be. And see, we're all guilty of it, aren't we? We can speak the blessings of God out of one side of our mouth and turn around and, and start speaking a curse over ourselves, over our situation in the same breath almost. Because you know why? Many times we are not convinced that what we say has the power that it really does. There is power in what you say. There is power in what you speak. Now, you, you know, you don't have control over everybody else's life. Now, I'm not going to say that you don't have authority. You have authority in your family. We prayed tonight for our families. You, you have a realm of authority in your life that other people don't have. But as far as having uh, the distinct authority that you have in your own life, you don't have that over everybody else. You have an authority that if you speak some things over your life that will bring things to pass both in the negative and in the positive. Life and death, the Bible says, is in where? Listen how that's phrased, would you please? He didn't say life and death is in your tongue. He said life and death is in the power of your tongue. See, we don't think our words have power many times. But what I, I want us to do is I want us to see that our words do have power. Yes. 
Your words have power to change your circumstances. I love it when people come in here and they get a hold of the Word of God and it changes them and it changes their countenance and it changes their situation and it changes their home and it changes their job. It changes their financial situation. I love it. It's wonderful. And you know, I've come such a long way Eddie and I, if you, if you could have known us, how do you think this church got here? Do you think some rich businessman or something paid to help us get to this point? No. We got here in this sanctuary this day. 20, it took 24 years to get us here. So we, I'm not telling you it's a get-rich-quick scheme. <laughs> I'm not telling you that. But I'm telling you, if you will be consistent, if you will have faith in your heart, and you will speak out the promises and the blessings of God and the visions and the dreams that God gives you, they will come to pass. Many of you, God has told you to do things in business. Many of you, He's spoken dreams and ideas and maybe inventions and all kinds of things to you. And what I'm telling you tonight can bring those things into manifestation for you if you will believe it. But you know, I I, I compare it, it's like this. You know, anybody can lose weight. Don't you know that? But you have to have a plan on how you're going to do it. And then you know what you have to do? You have to stick to the plan. And not everybody that starts finishes what they started out to do. I think all of us women, we know what I'm talking about. You know, we start on a diet every other day, it seems like, or something, you know. But if you, isn't it wonderful when you see someone who, uh, who starts out and they stay on it and they do well at it and they get to their goal? Well, I tell you what, faith and confession, if you stay at it, you will reach your goal. And a lot of people look like that they're at it. They look like that they're believing and confessing, but it's not really the real McCoy. It's not the real thing. Well, that's not, I'm, not, I'm not the one to dig around in that. That's between the person and God. But I'm just telling you, everything that looks like faith is not faith. So you have, to, you have to examine your own heart in that. But he said here in Mark 11, 22, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. He's giving you an example of what the God kind of faith is. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Do you, do you see there how many times saith is mentioned? Say and saith. And so he's making a point here. It's important. And the very example, Jesus had just uh, cursed that barren fig tree. Do you remember that? He had what he said. He cursed that fig tree and he said, no more figs on you. And the thing withered up from the roots. Do you think there was some power in his words? Well, you see, you know, it'd be great if, uh, you know, we'd see instantaneously something like that. But, you know, we got a little ways to come, I guess. Uh, from where Jesus was, but we're, we're, we can get in it. 
and we can do it. Because he gave us the example, and it's up to us to do something about it. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.